0: Hello, and welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm one of your hosts, Dana Asman, Here with my friend, Achavruta Ancord, and our dap today, Masachah Gitin dap nun, page 50. Well, our Gemara is going to continue to try to clarify and understand the Mishnah that we had at the beginning of this parak, uh, which basically gave an overview or discussion of um, what I would essentially call uh, all different types of, you know, different types of creditors, injured parties, lenders, women owed their ketuba. Um, and what rights do they have in terms of where can they get their compensation as a creditor? What type of land are they allowed to, right? Is, is it superior? Average? One of the categories that's discussed is uh, a woman who needs to collect her ketubah, and there's also orphans involved as well. In other words, there's heirs to that estate as well. And so the Gemara asks the following question, where the Mishnah says, E'en fra'im se'yitumim ha'ziburit. Right, a creditor cannot get payment of a uh, uh, of a descendant's debt. Right of a, a of a. Um, uh, so, in other words, let's say, Ruvain lent Shimon money. Shimon dies. Ruvain wants to collect his debt, and he's going to collect it from Shimon's children. So, you are only allowed to collect that payment from Ziburit from inferior land. The Gemara asks here by Rav uh, Ahduvi bar Sort of Aktubi Barami asks, Yetomim Shamru, when we talk about the orphans here of this Mishnah, Ktanim O Afil are we talking only about minor orphans? So in other words, this would basically be a way of protecting minor children. Or do we even are we even talking about adults? In other words, anyone who's just an inheritor, who's an heir, you and and that state owed the estate owed somebody something, the creditor cannot come and take it from superior land only from Zeburid from inferior land. So the Gemara goes on. It says Takantiki, Revenan Gavi Yitame. Right? Is this ruling an enactment that the rabbis made for the benefit of orphans, basically to allow them to pay off any creditor that they have with the with the land of theirs that's the, that's the least, you know, profitable or the or the least good? Liktanim, Avor Revenan. So then it would seem that the rabbis made this for minors. Likzolim Lo Avor Revenan. The rabbis did not make this for adults because adult orphans they could sell their land themselves. In other words, you don't need this protection because you only need this protection for a minor orphan because they can't necessarily sand, you know, settle the credit themselves, settle whatever, settle whatever they need to pay off themselves. So therefore, we say, okay, that estate can be settled, but only with the inferior land, old land. And then they're going to argue it the other way, right? That maybe this, you know, this is not some type of rabbinic takana. Rather, the orphans are going to pay with inferior land why mishum because it doesn't enter the mind of the lender at the time of the loan. Demis lova that the borrower will die, and that the borrower's property will fall basically as an inheritance to his the orphans. no because if lenders really thought about that, then it would lock a door. In other words, if we really thought about the fact that the creditor may have to collect the debt or what he's owed from the children, nobody would ever lend money because why would anybody actually take that risk? And so therefore, Hilkach Afilu Dolim Nami. So even adult children, right? In order to make lending seem more appealing, we would say that even for adult children, they only pay back from the uh, from the Zibali. We want to make lending seem as as appealing as possible. So the Gemara wants to answer this, right? Which way is it? Is it that we assume who the rabbis are trying to protect is the Ketanim, right? And not the Gedolim. Or is it the other way around that it's really even the Gedolim that are being adult orphans that would be protected? So toshma, come and learn, right? We're going to have a proof here. Titania by Akshisha, right? The elder by yatomim Shamru Gedolim the orphans who the rabbi said had a rights as adults, we don't need to say anything about the minor ones being included. In other words, what the Bryce is basically saying is, is that when the Mishnah allows collecting only from the orphans, Ziburid, from their worst lands, it's clear it's talking about both adult and minor children. It's talking about both gedolim and ketanim. Gamar will reject that and say, v'adilmah hanimili li'nyan shvuah, right? Maybe the words of the are concern only the issue of an oath, right? Maybe the is teaching us that the obligation to swear, right, when you're collecting debts from orphans applies in the case of an adult as well as minor orphans. Maybe it doesn't apply to our case of the Mishnah. The gods of a mili would katatan damage, because an adult is like a minor when it comes to their father's affairs. In other words, even uh, an adult orphan, right, uh, if he doesn't know if his father peed you know, the creditor, if he doesn't actually know, then um, maybe the creditor actually has to swear that the debt is still outstanding. But when it comes to the issue of collecting the debt from an orphan's, you know, zebra lamb, right, well, the Mishnah doesn't apply to that collection of debts, and doesn't uh, it doesn't apply. So the Gemara then concludes here, right, what's the law? The orphans that the rabbis are talking about are adults. And they don't need to talk about minors. Because in other words, if it's true of an orphan adult, it will definitely be true of a of a minor child who's an orphan. and this is true whether or not the creditor needed to take an oath. And this also applies to the idea of only collecting from inferior land. In other words, that's something that uh uh you know autom- that this would always be true. And it it's we don't need to make this the all the examples that we're giving are basically relevant to Gadotlim. We don't need to worry. So obviously, then they also would be true about Tanim. And even in this case of when there's an oath that needed to take place or for the law that's talking about inferior land. And I think this is an interesting passage because, the you know, the subject matter of Yatomim comes up in various areas of halacha, And I think it's always interesting because, like, when you hear the word orphan, right, in English or Yatom, I think we automatically think sort of of minor children. And actually here, what the Gemara is saying is, no, it's not minor children. When we're using the word yatomim, it basically just means an heir. But we're really talking about adult children who need to settle in a state, or adult children who would have to take a vow. We're not talking about how we protect minors, because the it's almost like it's so obvious, of course we're gonna protect the minors. The real question is, how does this interplay with adult orphans?
1: right at some point we're going to talk about an apotropus, uh, uh guardianship right that's going to apply that would be in the case of the minor orphans i want to note i feel like another thing that we perhaps didn't spell out because in some ways it's so obvious and maybe everybody's already on the same page but just in case anybody isn't um right like i feel like a lot of these things say, will just pay the inheritance from the Bank account, right? Meaning from your cash, from your metaltaline, from your movable property, from your jewels, whatever. And this is like those kinds of payments, meaning if you're, let's say the most simple in one way and very complicated in another, let's say we're talking straight up cash, right? That the government stands behind type of thing, then you don't have to worry about Ziburit and Ed and right Like it's it's not relevant because all cash is considered. ED, like it's the best of the best, but we're talking about people who are, who are. there's a lot of, you know, agricultural um, property, like people owned land. And so that becomes the way they would pay their debts or debts or, or inheritance or et cetera, right? The whole thing of how to determine this, why are we figuring this out based on the different qualities of land is A, in recognition of the fact that people had land, B, the land is not all the same thing it's not all the same caliber like dollars are all the same caliber right but land really could be you know you could have dry rocky i you know depending on what you want to grow there it's going to be better or worse um so right. I just wanted and I to think note- that
0: and i think that's why the gemara had a lot of discussion before and yesterday's that using biblical proof to be like when you make a loan it is assumed the loan is going to be paid out of this type of land you know or right exactly well, right like that that had to be like almost halakhically clear from on a Daryl level, from the Torah itself. Because again, Halakha's job is to make sure nothing is left unclear. And this really is an issue that would be unclear. You owe someone money, but is it actually specified where or how you're going to pay them the money back? Especially if it has to be paid back in property, right? Like cash is king here, but most people own their assets were in property.
1: Right. And also, you know, there's we haven't seen any discussion yet if you want to pay back in cash right meaning the the ideal way it seems like the ideal way to pay these kinds of payments is via the land that is one of these different calibers okay i want to pick up the discussion here on the top of a bet where we're talking here about specifically And this gets i mean you know if we thought that dine mamano right that's what this is right all kinds of Civil property kinds of law, if we ever thought it was complicated, here's where it becomes very complicated. So let's talk about um, the word, right? It comes from the same word as slavery, right? Or somebody who isn't enslaved. And in this case, we're talking about property that has a lien on it, meaning, right? Some person A lent to person B, and now person A has a claim on X amount of land, in this case, right? The value of the loan um, from person B. Now, if you have, now let's say person, that same person B was the borrower. Let's say borrower B also borrowed from person C. Well, now what's he supposed to do, right? A has a lien on his property, but now he owes C also, Right, so this is exactly the issue where you don't pay back from property that's already been sold or you know ha- is is under contract, so to speak, with a third party when you still have some property that is available that is not um that nobody else has already can claim to have designs on them on it. So devoy Right, but Ami, um, what does he say? He says, Well, what about when you get a gift? Right? Meaning you have you have the debtor gives another person a gift, meaning you're not paying back. Can he not can you not collect the debt from the gift to the third party, like a gift to the third party when that same debtor still has other property? Is he not allowed to give the gift, to give a gift? And Part of me wants to say, oh, my goodness, everybody settle up your debts, but and and then like and then function from there. But I also know enough about, you know, real life existence. It's not always so simple. Right. Why do people borrow money to begin with? So depending we're talking about large sums of money. Right. We're not talking about, you know, money for a cup of coffee. Because that doesn't, you would not you would not put a lien on your property, on your land to pay that kind of thing back, right? You're talking about somebody who's borrowing for the purpose of, and let's say, for example, a mortgage, or nowadays we might think about like a car or college education, right? Those kinds of sums. Now, I'm not saying that that's the only kind of loan that's going on here, right? The ketubah doesn't have to be that amount of money to begin with, right? But I'm just saying that, once you're dealing in contracts and once you're dealing in um how are you going to pay it back? You're talking about lean property, we're out of the realm of lend me five dollars for the day type of thing. So here's what happens. The question is, do we not collect the money from lean property? right Do you not pay back from lean property be, that has already been sold, right? Because Chazal instituted this decree, Mishum because they want to make sure that the buyers wouldn't lose out. Right? Meaning, if you otherwise you pay you pay money for your property, and then you know, can you then come and you can you collect your property if that property is now being used to pay something else back? So Avabatana the Lake Lo. So you might think then that in the case of the gift, where you're giving out from your property, let's say, then you have no loss to the buyer because the recipient didn't pay anything to begin with. It's just a gift. So this halacha of making sure not to have a loss to the recipient, to the buyer, is not going to apply. Okay. Odilma, so that's one argument. That's one side of it. Odilma, matana nami, ilavdi'it lehanna'a mine, loya yehevli matana. Or not? That's really the question, right? We want to say that it's going to apply to a gift as well, because the recipient still gets some benefit, right? And he wouldn't have given him the gift if there weren't going to be any benefit, if he didn't need it or wasn't going to enjoy it or benefit from it, right? So then the loss to the recipient, it's like a loss to the buyer. Even though he's a recipient, he didn't pay for it. And so then we're still worried about the fact that the debt is not going to be collected from the recipient of the get, of the gift, because, because he's still got that property like we end up with this kind of like tr- circular triangle. I know that makes no sense, right? Like meaning because the money is the value of the property, rather, is transferring ownership, transferring hands, but in the meantime, the debt is still outstanding. And this is obviously a problem. Amarle, Mar, Kashisha, Bererov, chista, larav Ashi, Tashma. So now we have going to, the Gemara is going to try to bring an example that's going to answer this dilemma. The case is as follows. We have a Shrif Mira. Shrif Mira is a technical term that means somebody, and we should, you know, say it's not just in this kind of case, it's not just about money. It is technically somebody who's on his deathbed. Um, how they know it's his deathbed, there are kinds of, different kinds of signs, and there's even different stages within the case of the Shechemira. But this this term means specifically somebody's on his deathbed. And, and therefore, on his deathbed, he says, give so-and-so 200 dinar, and so-and-so 300 dinar, and 400 to the other guy, right? And what happens is, omrim we don't say that whoever is first in this list we get the money first, right? You might say that if you write out a will and you don't know how much money there's gonna be, you write out a will in advance and you plan it out and it's gonna go to the first person in the list first, right? And maybe the last person there won't be anything left for. But in this case, we're dealing with a shriv and it means like his words are like a contract because of his status of being on his deathbed. So we say, we don't worry about the order But but what happens then is if it turns out that somebody actually um, had a promissory note, right? Somebody owes money, and you know it's against him. It's against this guy who is doling out his possessions. Then it's clear that that money, whatever he has already designated, the first guy to get paid here is the creditor, right? The lender. He has to pay that off first before he can start bequeathing to anybody anything else. Now times. So let's pay attention the first line said give two hundred zuz to this guy three hundred to that guy four hundred to that guy. this case now we say let's say he says give two thousand I'm sorry two hundred Dinar Ploni meaning now he's specifying the order. Then we say the order matters because again, he's on his deathbed and what he stipulates on his deathbed is law, basically. It's engraved in stone so what happens now you discover that he actually owed money right there's a promissory note against him but he said this person should get first this person should get second that person should get third now the creditor has to come and collect the money that is owed him from the last one of the people who he has bequeathed his money to and if that's not enough then he'll go to the previous and if still not enough then he'll go to the previous like the first you know track it back from the end of the, of the um, statements of, of inheritance to make sure that all of the debtors would get paid. Um, the difference of what the Shkriv says becomes very important. The idea that the people who are owed money would get paid is also very important, meaning the question of which order they get paid, where does the money, does it come from the, the original pot or does it come from the last guy until he's paid off enough makes a big difference but at the end of the day we like the Gemara the Halacha is very clear that even if somebody wants to give all his money away he still has to first cover his debts right
0: and I think that's the part that's really interesting like you are not allowed to just say oh I'm not going to pay this back because I made my stuff ownerless you're obligated to see
1: what is it that you really owe Right, right, exactly. You and have and the write,
0: i mean, which is logical, but we know that people aren't always fair, so I think that's why it needs to be repeated.
1: And and he Nebuch may not be around any longer to address all of this, right? <clears throat> but it doesn't matter because when you loan money, for example, right? It, this is a kind of lo- of loan that is done with paperwork, and the paperwork is going to attest to whatever he he owes.
0: Right. 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 Well, that's our DAP discussion for the day. Rank us, review us on all major podcasts. Thank you to our Michelle Farber for hosting us on the Hydra website. Let us know what you thought about this DAP on our Talking Talent Facebook page. And until tomorrow, go and learn.